Talking Circle Studio. Mm-hmm. This guy takes a blast of this stuff, right? And he's just, and he's just walking, and then he just stops in his tracks, and he's just like this face. I can't describe you. He looks so dumbfounded, <laughs> and he just started like looking up at the sky. And then I did it, and then the first time I didn't really get, I didn't feel anything. I'm like, he's like, got to hit it harder because it lasts only a couple minutes. And then it, it was like this intense trip where I can't even describe you. It felt like the plane that was flying over was like right next to my fucking head. Really? It was the weirdest feeling. And I'm like, how is this illegal or legal? And marijuana is totally illegal at the time. This is like 2008. Right. So I never quite understood that, dude. But that was a wild, wild thing that I couldn't quite comprehend. Two minutes. Two minutes of wild times. What's that? Two minutes. It, it was two minutes. It only lasted and about two and minutes. Was, and you you're, you couldn't wait for the two minutes to be over. Like it wasn't it wasn't fun. Yeah. It was a very like like why people even bother doing this. I did it. I, I did it. You one, didn't do it. I know. I've done it once that where it was a really bad trip, and I remember I it's never I, a good one. <laughs> no, I smoked it. I'm in the yeah. back. I'm in the back of somebody's car, and I'm smoking it, and everything turned into eyeballs. Like. Everyone's uh, yeah. their whole body, like you could see the shape of their body, but then they were just eyeballs, like hundreds and hundreds of eyeballs. That's really weird. And I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And before I knew it, it was over. But like, very intense, very scary. Yeah, not fun. No, just like this story. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Terminally Unique Podcast. My name is Lucas. Lucas. No, your name is Dean. No, I know, but I was just doing it for a fact. I don't need an echo. What's your Luke. name? No, my name is Dean. Who are you? I am, <laughs> I am an alcoholic. Okay. okay. Uh, that's good. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Everybody can validate that. Stamp of validation. Yep. <laughs> approved. Yeah. If you've heard any of my stories, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have heard a few. Yes. What's going on, man? How was your week since last week? What was... Oh, man. Softball. I got to play softball twice this week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. One, like one, one, lost one. Yeah. Yeah. But we, they were both we great games. Did. You know, um, they were good games. Right. Yeah. It sucked to lose to the undefeated team because we just right. wanted to be that one loss for them. Yeah. Definitely. But, you know... We played our hearts out. We yeah. played. We played really well. And considering yeah. they've been playing for how many years together? A billion, I think. A billion. One billion yeah, years. One billion years. Yeah. They were like yeah. gods, actually. Yeah. They were baseball gods. I'm yeah. They never sure. aged. The vampires. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. So that was it. My yeah. my week was uh my week was filled with uh, using my my company vehicle because you know uh, it's available to us for for to use for work and and gas, gas is gas is uh, astronomical cool. at this point. So. I got to do that. But yeah, so that's it. And then I, I spent some time uh, doing a Christmas, or not a Christmas party, be a little early for that, a uh, birthday party for uh, for the beautiful Amanda's niece. So yeah, that's that's where I was at. What about you? Uh, um, yeah, it was, it was good. Uh, been busy too, working, you know, full time. Voice acting now, full time? No, but I'm looking into... Um, it's more like, I don't know if you want to quote voice acting. I guess you can do it. You can see it as that, like commercials and things like that. But not like, I'm not going to plan to do movies, but you never know. You're, you're not planning on doing, do they Like have, animation, oh, people animation oh, yeah. and stuff like yeah, that. I mean, it's all, it's all thing. the same industry though, right? Yeah, probably. I'm looking into school uh, for that. and um, you're looking into school for it? Yeah, in class. Oh, Take, okay. Like some kind, of an inter- uh, some kind of class just to get, develop like a, maybe like a technique for it or just. I think Talking Circle Studios does one once a week here. Oh, We're charging right? 800 bucks a semester. Oh, sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah, and you just come sit in the room and no one's in here. <laughs> yeah, and no, I, I teach it. I teach it. 
So yeah, and you just scream at the top of your voice. Yeah, I'm uh, like, all right, and that's, that's we're gonna do that's voice exercises. Yeah, yep. I'll bring different people in here. Some of the some of the people that I serve, possibly, I don't know. Just yeah, come in here and to echo your. The gas prices are high, but here's the funny thing about that: like, it's you not, don't you work from home? It's, so but, no, no, but okay, it's true. But it's not like life changingly high. Like it's literally like a dollar fifty more than it was before. And there's a funny comedian that posted about. <laughs> Her name is Chelsea. Oh, I forgot her name. She's kind of a heavy set chick, and she's uh, she's super funny. She goes, "Yeah, you know what? These fucking gas prices are bullshit." She's all like, "I used to be able to come to the gas station, get fill up my tank, and get a Snickers and like a big gulp, and now I have to cut that out." You know, so it's 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 really funny. Yeah, yeah. You I, drive a little more. Yeah, I mean, I'm driving. I, I drive to where like I'm, I'm filling up at least five times a month. Yeah, and so you're talking about like a fifteen to twenty dollars difference every time I, I. So it's about a hundred bucks for me a month. Yeah, which is not gonna. I mean, but yeah, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> people have to like give up their mortgages to their houses. Then, yeah. then we'll start talking. But I mean, yeah. I don't know. And I, I, my car doesn't do bad with mileage. But that, you got a company vehicle, so now you get free gas, right? Well, on those days of the week when I'm working, that's, yeah. so that's I'm sweet. using it more. But it, we're now we're fighting over yeah. it. everyone at work. It's like I think they're I gonna have a duel in the parking it. lot. Like they'll just have like this Excalibur you have to take out and like kill each other to Maybe get to companies the car. Start forking up some extra money in the paychecks for people's gas to get to work. Oh, I know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the state wants to give up four hundred bucks. I don't think I want to. I don't. Don't send me four hundred dollars. Okay, I'll take yours. No, no, not, that's not the point. <laughs> anyway, all right. Uh, yeah. Politics aside, hey, uh, we have uh, our greatest our greatest supporter who reaches out to me all the time. I just wanted to put out a big shout out to her, Robin. You're awesome. Who's oh Robin? Yes. Yeah, she's she's the best. She she always gives me a critique of all the shows and Is she and, on and I and. Uh, I no, she's not. She's not a. Hit me up on Instagram, Robin. She's not a social media person. She's she's giving. She hits up, you so. up. Oh, directly. Yeah, directly. Oh, that's nice. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. So nice. anyway, yeah. Just wanted to give her a big shout mm-hmm. out. Love you. Thanks, Robin. Yeah. Do All right. Are you going to introduce our guest today? Or, oh no! Wait! 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 wait, wait, wait we, we, we got we got we got inspector. We have to inspector. You have. You're going to introduce the guest because I brought the show and that's how it works. Okay. All right. So, so we have Inspector Dre Cuts. Inspector Dre Cuts. Our still uh, ongoingly ongoing strong sponsor. Right. Has right. I think he's going to double up the money he gives us. Right. Is that how it works? Because <laughs> we only have one sponsor. He doubles up his money. Uh, does he is he aware of this? <laughs> I don't think I don't think he's aware of this. Not yet. Yeah, 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 when yeah. he listens to the show, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, he's he's been great, and we appreciate you. Yeah, uh, Dre. Um, and then he continues to have his podcast recorded. Dre here. talks. So we kind of extend the favor right back. Yeah, so, yeah, he's awesome. Really, it's his you. his yeah. latest episode is really good. If you guys get a chance to listen to it, by all means, Dre, Dre talks. talks. And he's on Instagram and Dre underscore. Inspector underscore what was it? Inspector Dre talks. No, no. Inspector, on, on his Instagram, oh, I, Dre I, underscore cuts. Yeah, yeah Dre D- underscore cuts. R E H underscore T U T Z. Hit him up on Instagram. Get a haircut from him. Yeah, and some. Tell uh, him we sent you. That way vibes. he'll keep paying us. Okay. Yeah, please. We really need it. I know. I, I it's, mean, it's really his life changing money yeah. that he's giving us per month. So exactly, like, I'm depending on it. Just like right. gas prices, I mean, like, rent. If geez. gas goes up another forty cents, I might have to like live on the street. Right. That's what I'm thinking too. 
Nice tense available. <laughs> okay. Okay. So <laughs> I'm taking in the guest now. I'm bringing in the guest, or you're bringing in the guest. You're gonna bring in our yeah. You oh. bring him in. Okay. Where'd you go? Got it. Uh, it seems like you you went into a different room. Water. I could be like okay. this. And, yeah. And Let me hear it. I want to hear it gulp no, down. That's gross. <laughs> Ever since that one time I heard you, he's just like I, w- I want to put it on as my ringer for you for me for when I call you. It's so disgusting. it sounds like that. I'm not into that. Okay. I'm not into All right. Thing. So uh, yeah, our guest uh, our our guest is this. Uh, we got a we got a West Sider in the house, which is kind of yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. No, nobody from Covina. This Original time. OG, yeah, from from the West Side. Sweet, um, I love it. This guy, this guy is a author. He is um, fairly fairly new to the to the program, but he's a I mean you know listener. But he has listened to our program, which is like besides our mom, I think he's our third listener now, right? I think we're up to about two or three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're at, we're at we a solid lost, three We may have now. lost one last week. Right. I don't, I don't know. What Possibly. Happened. I think my mom, like her, her, her thing broke. So, yeah. Maybe not. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, yeah. You know, he's, he's, uh, he's an author and he, he, he reached out and he, and he sent me some of, uh, some of his work and, and the guy just, and I've talked to him and he just really, really great stuff and really big, uh, big things here that, um, that's going to help the community, I think. And so, like, I'm, I'm really excited to have him on the show. So, without further ado, thank you for coming on, Greg. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. Oh, man. Yes, this guy man. is the, awesome. The title author still kind of throws me for a loop. I know. I like it, though. I like <laughs> it. I want to do it now so I can I can be called that, too. Mm-hmm. Well, you can call yourself anything you like. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. You planning to write a book, Dean? I mean, maybe. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah. I, uh, when growing up, I was that kid that, you know, in English class, when they said, turn in three pages, I turned in two pages and two lines because that would be the third page. <laughs> um, nice, nice. So, Perfect. So this, this is definitely, this is definitely a new side that I'm, that I'm unfolding and, That's and, cool. and looking at. So cool. So uh, why don't we start from the beginning? Let, let's get you, let's get some of the stats from you. Like where, where are you from? Drug of choice, your sobriety date, those kinds of things. I grew up on the west side, as you said. I uh, I went to University High School. I don't know if they want me advertising that as a, oh, okay. as a, as oh, a recovering al- alcoholic. I'm sure there's more than one person that attended yeah, school that's in the same boat as I am. And um, let's see. I went to went to San Diego State, and okay. I, I played volleyball in high school and in college. I played nice. baseball as well in high school. And uh, so, Bridey date November twelfth, two thousand twenty. So I wow. just passed uh, sixteen the months here. Big one year, a little yeah. bit ago too. Drug of yeah. choice. Nice. Drug of choice is alcohol. Oh, nice. so the, so. the original, the mother of all. Yeah, yeah. the real motherfucker, right? Yeah, there. the one that started it all, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Everything else has just been a sequel. That was my time. first love. What's that? Alcohol. Yeah. What about it? My first love, probably. Oh, oh I mean, really? The first one that really kind of, yeah. For I, sure, yeah. I think I think everybody's dated her at least once or twice in their right. in their journey mm-hmm. through through. Drugs. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and you know a lot of people that don't think that that was their their first love, they end up going back to it and ending up making it their last love. You know, which is mm-hmm. kind of weird. Like I hear a lot of people relapse on alcohol. They're like, oh no, heroin was my thing, but alcohol is okay. But alcohol is like always kind of always in the picture, right? Kind of, yeah, but like, like but unless unless you know you're you, you know what I mean. Like if you're with heroin, you know you don't think of alcohol as the problem. I'm dating heroin. heroin right now. Alcohol yeah. is my ex. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, alcohol is your side piece. It's true. Yeah. So you so when did you when did you uh, so you raised in the, in the West Side? Did, were your parents alcoholic? Did they drink in the house? No, no. I have completely normal parents by that regard. Whatever normal means. I the suppose. normies we hear around the right. Rooms, right. Yeah, yeah. You know my. Uh, 
My mom was a margarita every couple of weeks. My dad was maybe a beer or two a week kind of guy. Wow. And, yeah. You know, wow. Um, I am Siblings? adopted, so it's not my it's not my bios that, oh, I, that right. I grew up with. But um, I have no idea what kind of biological background, what genetic uh, code I come with, if you will. Sure. You never um, looked it up. You never went to Ancestry. I'm, I'm going to assume they're tall. <laughs> well, that part, yeah. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, he's like close to six six. Yeah, yeah. and some change. So. Yeah. Uh, but outside of that, I don't know anything. I've never had the desire, uh, right? You know, I mean, I, I grew up with two loving parents and a great house with you know all of the benefits that go along with all of that, and you know, so That's cool. wound up where I wound up, just the same. Huh. Didn't uh, matter. No, those I, things didn't matter, right? Right. And younger, younger sibling uh, who uh, committed suicide, also a drug addict. She mm. was thirty eight. Rebecca. Wow. Uh, coming up on 10, you'll be 10 years this summer, July 4th. Oh, wow. And was um, she also adopted? Both adopted. Oh, correct. Okay. Different, different bios. Okay. Um, but, uh, she, she went down, she had a lot of, uh, psychosis and she was right. know, schizophrenic and oh, bipolar. Yeah. And okay. She had a lot of, she had a lot of other things that she was Going trying on. to tame mm. right. with drug use. And, uh, mm. eventually, mm. eventually everything just won out. Yeah, they, know, they, they spirit. I hear that a lot that, you know, it, it was our solution and it, and it just stopped working for us at yeah. one point. I mean, yeah. you know, you can, you can only quiet the voices for so long, I suppose. Yeah. And they, yeah. they, they managed to find their way through whatever barriers you put up, whether yeah. it be alcohol or therapy or whatever, you know, yeah. find their way. So, so are you, uh, like, would you say, would you remember when your first drink was? I don't remember specific. I mean, I can, I can tell you where I was. I was at Mammoth Mountain. Oh. And I was on a ski lift headed, I don't know which one, but my dad and I were on the lift and I was in single digits. I don't, I, I don't know specific my age. It was eight or nine, maybe. Right. And, uh, you know, I looked over my dad and you know, we were bundled up with the ski pants and all this other shit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I'm cold. And he pulled out one of those suede Boda bags, you know, yeah. and it had like that. That port wine brandy stuff in it, you know. And he, I was gonna, here you go, kid. This will warm me up, you know. And uh, I, what I distinctly remember is having it not be awful. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, like I drank it and I felt the warm all the way down my throat sure. and in my stomach, and I didn't want, I didn't gag, I didn't spit it out, I didn't make a face. Mm-hmm. It's it, like wow, it, yeah, you know. But I didn't, I didn't go. Oh, I'm in heaven either. You know, right. like I just, but I think at eight years old or whatever I was nine, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I, it was one of those things where I didn't really know what I was, what I didn't know. Right. Right. Um, but looking back, you know, through this investigative process of that we call sobriety, you uh-huh. know, I look back and I go, yeah, well, I guess my first time it was, it, it's telling that right. you know, I was able to take a mouthful of brandy and not, not spit it on the skiers below me as I traveled <laughs> over their head, you know, yeah. um, in earnest, my first drinking for effect was when I was 12, the summer of my, uh, uh, my 12th year, so 1980, summer of 83. Oh, okay. Um, I been ra- I was raised in a Jewish house, and mm-hmm. I had a lot of Jewish friends, and that's bar mitzvah season. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, I used to do what we call table season. <laughs> bar mitzvah yeah. season. <laughs> I, I, uh, I did table surfing. You know, the, the, whatever, whatever group of parents got up to go dance, I would raid their table. Oh, and grab yeah. their drinks off their table and and finish them as quick. It's as actually, I pretty could. strategic, and, pretty smart. I know right, it's pretty right, good, you know, right? You learn at a very young age yeah. where to where to find what you need to get mm-hmm. done what you want to get done. Nice. And uh, you know, it, I told my parents. So uh, you like told you, you knew going into that party, you're like, oh, I'm going to get drunk at this party. Oh shit, yeah. Oh okay. Oh yeah. Okay. I, it was definitely a goal. 
Okay. It was definitely a goal at that point. Um, and I, I just told my parents the other day, like, they always tell me, like, Greg, I really don't want to hear this. I'm really? not interested. Like, like, you know, my dad, my dad's turning 80. My mom's 78. She's like, you know what? Some things I don't need to know. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but I said, you know, yeah. You know, there was many a days you drove me home from one of those bar mitzvahs. I was sitting in the back of that car just drunk, hammered, hammered drunk, driving home from a bar wow. mitzvah at 12 years old. <laughs> okay. So, so, like, this happened multiple times. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Whole, it, it's a season. Right. You know, bar mitzvah season. It goes from, you know. Yeah. When you're, the, the season lasts from when your first turn your first friend turns thirteen until the last, the last one, one turns thirteen. Right, right. <laughs> so yeah, you go, going on. maybe like right. you know twenty twenty bar mitzvahs you go to or whatever. Uh, I don't know if I went to that many that year, but I sure as heck went into double digits. Right, right, know? right. And and for whatever reason, I have a lot of friends in the May, June, July, beginning of summer window, and uh, I, you know there was mm-hmm. not a whole lot going on other mm-hmm. than bar mitzvahs and the beach. Right, right. And, so you you end up you you end up going to these. And, and getting and getting hammered and it's all fun and games. It was fun and games realistically for another shit, thirty something years. Like thirty years. Really? I, I really for you know, I uh you know, that I, I was that drunk with two cars in the garage and a house and a wife and two kids and you know, I Looking back, I know that I lost jobs because I wasn't doing the job well enough because of my drinking, but I never got fired because I was drinking. Right. You know, um, but, you know, I, it wasn't until my body really just started failing me that I got kicked out of my house. My, my wife threw me out on February 4th, 2019. And, uh, you know, it wasn't until, you know, two rehabs, three hospital visits and, Right, outpatient and all of this other mm-hmm. stuff, and I went in, and my liver was failing, and my gallbladder was infected, my pancreas was infected. I was mm. shitting, literally shitting blood, diarrhea, and, you know. Wow, and, and I couldn't, I couldn't stop it. I, I, I couldn't stop drinking, which was therefore not going to stop the problem. Right, and uh, you know, I was laying on my back, staring up at the ceiling, and a doctor said, "You know what? I've got, I've had." a thousand people coming across this table in your position. And if you don't stop drinking today, there's less than a 50% chance you'll live a year. Wow. Just with, you know, cause I had done, they put me in the tube and scanned every organ and took all my blood work and did all of that stuff. And, you know, that was, that was the defining moment. That was, you know, January or excuse me, November 11th. Right. 2020. So, in between, in between that first drunk and yes. and and that time, or maybe even the time when when your wife kicked you out in February of 2019. So what 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 happened there? I mean, was there a progression when you look back now? Do you see like, okay, I remember I got in trouble. I got a DUI. I got a I lost you know like a good important relationships. You know, like do you, do you kind of do you go back? Do you have like a inventory there? Um, well, you know, I, I, of course, you know, I did my, I did all my step work and all of that stuff, but, you know, starting in, uh, you know, just going all, I, I went to my first AA meeting in probably 92. Oh, oh wow. Okay. And I remember going, these guys are fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah. There's not, there's not a single fucking person in this room that I have anything similar with. I'm out of here. I'm right. gone. I literally went to one meeting and never turned around. Never went back for another okay. 30 years, you know. Um, How 20, old are you at that point? Like 20? 20... I was 22. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so young. Like, right. Yeah. You got a lot more ahead of you. <laughs> and, you know, and I knew, I think, I think instinctually I knew like there's something definitely that like, I'm doing this wrong. Like, like all of my friends are like doing something different than what I'm doing, you know? And I, and I always, I was always that, 
Yeah, I was that guy when they wanted someone to do something profoundly stupid. Yeah, that was you. That was me. And if if they I'll weren't, do it. <laughs> if they weren't, if they weren't asking me to do it, I was nominating myself. Right. You know, um, in my story, I talk about driving down Highway 101. Uh, the, the, uh, the the mooning story. The mooning, yeah, with yeah, the that, heads. That, that, oh the heads. yeah, yeah. That's the group. That's the that's the the bar mitzvah season bunch there. Oh okay. Um, and I was in the driver's seat in the two nineteen eighty two Volkswagen van again. Uh-huh. And the bicolor light blue on yeah, top. I know this. The dark blue on ones. the bottom with this the the is roof the that van, opened up the like van, that. Yeah, you know the van. Yeah. They were so yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, and it had no seat in the middle, right? So you know, right. I was driving along, and this little girl stuck her fucking tongue out at me, and there was no way this twelve-year-old girl was going to get a ten-year-old, whatever she was, she wasn't right. getting away with it. And so I had my friend in the passenger seat take the wheel. I said he stuck his left leg over, took the gas, and I proceeded to drop my shorts and stick my rear end out the driver's side window, <laughs> zipping down one hundred and one West, out probably in the Calabasas area, sixty, nice. 60 yeah. miles an hour. Yeah. Oh, yeah, at least, yeah. at least. I think the speed limit that back then was fifty-five. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no I, I wasn't looking at the speedometer. I don't know how yeah. fast my friend was driving because I was no longer in charge right. of that. Right. Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah, I wonder if he gets a speeding ticket or if I do in that situation. <laughs> yeah, I hope both of you. <laughs> Wasn't my foot your uh, officer? I'm quite certain. I'm quite certain I go to jail. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know who gets a speeding yeah, ticket. Yeah. Oh man, but, scary. Uh, yeah, so I mean, that was just you know, those were the antics. That's what you know. Yeah. In college, I you know, I, I entered a fraternity, of course, because that allowed me this. Mm-hmm. This pedestal to you know elevate my drinking to another level, right? And uh, you know, I became the I became the doorman of the fraternity or the sergeant at arms. So everybody had to come through me to get in, and it like fed my ego, and it made me feel like I was this important person in the house. When in really in reality, it was really you know just this perfunctory thing that you did. You stood at the front door and right. Told everybody to go home, and the cops told you to tell them to go home. Right, that's about right. what it amounted to. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, the rest of it was just window dressing. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, but. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I, looking back, I always just realized that, you know, throughout all my career, I wound up placing myself either on purpose or by default in positions where my drinking was acceptable. Mm. You know, I started out with my group of friends that I grew up with. We were all drinking. I, you know, I've got either drinking or weed. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't get a whole lot of extra, like past that, you know, I mean, yeah, I tried yeah. Coke, you know, I did, uh, did some hallucinogen shrooms and acid and whatnot, but it was not like the the you know certainly fentanyl and a lot of those hard yeah uh, mm-hmm. a lot of those hard painkiller type opiate of opiates lines. were not really a thing right. in the eighties. You know, uh, heroin it's heroin funny. was really this. expensive back then. It wasn't uh, yeah. versus now where it's a little cheaper. And we're about the same age, so I, I know exactly what you mean. Like opiates weren't a thing. It's like right. oh, those are the things that people died with in the sixties and the early seventies. Right. We're not. Right. Doing I'm that. not Jimmy Hendrix. I'm doing I don't feel cocaine. Like, I don't feel Cocaine's like going out way like better. That. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and I think had I you know had I had a larger stash of expendable income i might have done the coke thing a little right. bit deeper just right. a lot of, i think that's a lot for a lot of us yeah. if we had more money we would have done more things right yeah. well, certainly so i would at least tried it yeah. at least tried it or yeah. yeah i feel like that was a setback for me too right yeah. <laughs> i didn't have the money to fucking do as much as i wanted to do yeah i i, I look back very disappointed yeah. at my parents for not giving me more money to do <laughs> shit. why couldn't you have been richer <laughs> you right, bastards you know? <laughs> um but fuck? you know yeah you know so I, for me it was like i think it was just like this reasonable financial decision you you know, it's like right. I could get like one night of like really, really good night on blow or I could have a whole fucking weekend on beer. Right. Yeah. Right. That's true. And that's true. 
So, you know, it, it was really a longevity. You definitely thing. chose the more financially, uh, uh, you know, better right. stable stable right <laughs> yeah. i mean because that, that's what we talked about in the last episode is that alcohol is available everywhere right it's 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 not like ridiculous since you're doing top shelf shit it's not like it's very well priced you can get like shitty beer for like you know those 40s for like a dollar if you really wanted to potter's knives yeah you can get like popa vodka yeah all that od and then they had king cobra and just the dog shit stuff but like yeah no you know and, and support your habit and that and that's the insidious part of it really right because it is available everywhere they talk about it on tv yeah. and on movies exactly. and, and billboards and everywhere and, and and you know and it's cheap so like right. that's like the perfect storm to like make mm-hmm. to kill thousands of people every and, year and then that's another thing i think that i don't correct me if i'm wrong that maybe you used as like a way to co-sign your own bullshit is like i can get alcohol anywhere it's legal did you ever use that as an excuse? Uh, I'm not doing anything hard because everybody I, refers to everything else as hard drugs except for alcohol. But it's like alcohol kills people. All the time. <laughs> I, I, I honestly, I didn't even I, I didn't okay. even think about it. Yeah, yeah. Was, it was like when, where where's the next party? When are we doing this again? And that like, lasted that until really great until like right before you got sober. So you said you, it was a lot of fun for thirty years. Yeah, I mean, so you know, in college I played volleyball right. for a little bit and um, I traveled. I played in Israel a few times. I coached in Israel a few times with the national Jewish team. And Do you ever like miss a game or anything because of your drinking? No. Okay. No. no he I mean, showed up. Yeah. Mm. You know, it, it, I, 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 I shudder to think like what, you know, what ifs, right? We all have what mm-hmm. ifs in our lives, but I, I don't like, you know, I smoke cigarettes and I drank like Shit. a fish and. Yep. Yeah, and I'm and I'm making the national. I'm making the national you know, the <laughs> junior national too. team, and, wow. and I'm and I you know San Diego State I think was like eighth or ninth in the country when when I'm smoking there. cigarettes and on wow. the court, just like having basically. A break. You, know, it, it, you know what's <laughs> yeah. funny is I went to Israel and and it really kind of well one there's no drinking age, so a 19 year old let loose in Israel zero drinking, drinking age? age, no drinking age. Wow. In Israel. Uh, but they also don't have the problems we have. They don't have this social stigma that alcohol is this really cool thing you get to do when you're 21. Right. Yeah. That's, that's, um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm behaving like a lunatic over there, but it, it, (laughs) after matches, these guys that play for the Israeli national team and they're like, they're European professional volleyball players back in, you know, 89. And I'm looking at these guys, (laughs) excuse me. And, Match finishes and every, the, like the entire team goes like they don't have a team meeting like they all walk outside and light a fucking cigarette. Hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, so this is like a thing. I can't. You know, why? You know, why not? This, there's no reason to stop drinking. There's no reason to stop smoking because this is the highest level that I've ever seen played. Right, and they're, well, everybody does it, and that's what they're doing. Right, you know. Uh-huh. So, uh, and then you know, I went from that into coaching, and coaching is is not a sober profession really i mean there's a lot of people that are but yeah. there's there's as many people in the coaching profession that have that bottle of whiskey or whatever in their drawer at their desk and a couple of glasses and, and you're coaching volleyball volleyball okay. yeah i coach volleyball for 25 24 years wow uh wow. either professionally or at high school or middle school or whatever. right not professional never did professionally i did internationally a couple oh. of times but okay you know uh college for Eight years. I owned a volleyball club for three and a half years, um, so I did it for a living for quite a while. Right, right, right. Um, it paid the bills, and it was you know I was living the dream. Yeah, you know, I, I, I woke up whenever I wanted to wake up. I went and de- went and did practice. I got paid to set up a net and and coach. Wow, that's 
Uh, <laughs> it's all good. me thumping on the table, everybody. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, you know, so it's like I didn't have a purpose or a reason to change what I was doing. Right. Because whatever I was doing, it always it always just kind of it fed Paid the bills. There was no reason, right? You know, yeah, I mean, I was nobody was going hungry. There was a roof over everybody's head. My family right. was doing fine, and uh, you know, my first marriage was a train wreck. It should, should never have gotten married. We were both alcoholics, and you know, yeah, had our issues and all of that stuff. And it lasted. How old were you? I was 20, 25. 25. Yeah, okay. pretty yeah. pretty early. Nineteen ninety so some... six when I got married for the first time. Mm. And How long did that marriage last? Three and a half years, a year and a half of it. A at pure the end. glory. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, th- this is going out live. I'll leave out some of my nicknames. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean, it was over before it started kind of thing. And just yeah. was just dumb. Just dumb thing yeah. to do. And I was 25 and literally drunk every day. And it just was not. Was, so you were, you were drinking alcoholic, alcoholically pretty much right out, right out the gate when you, when you say you, you – when you were twelve, were you drinking every day? Probably not, right? No, 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 no. It happened was, like when you got into at college. Events, it was an event. Saying when I got to high school, it was okay. It was yeah. You know, every starting somewhere around Thursday, okay, all the way through Sunday, and then might Maybe. hold it together Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, kind of thing. Oh, okay. right. And then college then, became like daily. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. And uh, then you know what professionally. Started getting, you know, I I was teaching and coaching, and I had a bar that was in between my work and my house. That, that you frequently, you know, I walked in and they didn't say Norm, but they might as well have said Norm as I walked in the bar. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I, literally, my my Jack Daniels rocks was slid down the bar as I walked in. And, wow! You know, they, you know, they knew me, yeah, obviously, and they knew my drink. And so, so you were you you you, pre- you preferred hard liquor. Uh, very shortly after college. Yeah. Somewhere mm-hmm. at the end of, end of college was, it is, is, was its own career for me. I mm-hmm. was in college for seven and a half years. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so you got graduate degrees, right? Well, I actually, I did go back and get my master's when I was 30. Okay. Um, and, <laughs> but and, those seven, most of those years were spent. Right, or eight years, eight years. Goodness. Yeah. It was eight years by the time I got out of my undergraduate, but yeah, I failed out. Yeah, I, I went two years. I failed out of San Diego State, which is an accomplishment in and of itself. Right, it's that's a party hard school, to do. right? That is the very, very party difficult. school around here. Right? Very, very difficult to do. Yeah, it Jeez. was number three when I got there. It was number one when I left, and I don't know you, if you I mean, was the reason. I was going to say you probably uh, number one party school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, I, I, I sure I certainly didn't hurt the curve. Right. I don't know. Right. I don't know if I was the reason, but I, yeah, that would be kind of ego. You were ego. the catalyst for change. Right. You know, be the change you want to see in the world. Right. Right. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and at that time, that's exactly what I wanted to see. Um, but, you know, so then, you know, I, I, I just carried into my profession and it, there was no reason to stop. You know? Right. And then I got married again. But you never drink on the job, though. Like well, that's you, what I told myself. Okay, you know, that for, was one of those line, those things you say. I never, I swear right, off for right. good if I don't. Yeah, if I, right. yeah, if I ever yeah, do this, yeah. I'm swearing I'll off. Never the promises we make to ourselves it. along the Crock way. Of shit. Right? Yeah, you know, I'll never drink and drive. I'll. I'll never do right. all you know, all of these yeah. things that we wind up breaking. In fact, I was just talking with a friend of mine the other night about like just all those things. Yeah, you know, yeah. She's a normie, and she she's like, I don't, you know, not that so much that she doesn't get it. She's very, she wants to like she get it can't very really deeply. Em- she can't empathize. Right. She she right. doesn't she doesn't have the she doesn't she's not an addict at a chemical level at a right. biological level. Right. Know, and it's hard to explain. And uh, you know and. Yeah, so I did drink on the job when I was coaching college. Absolutely, I had a bottle in my drawer. Right, everywhere I went, you know. Um, right. But when I started teaching elementary school, I said, "Okay, never doing it again." Right. That lasted about 
a year, maybe two. Mm. Or, uh, oh wow, you know? that's 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 a long time. I, mean, I, I would just drink on the I would drink in the car on the way home. Of course, that's better. Yeah, than drinking <laughs> at my work. I might, might as well do it while I'm driving oh, home. Yeah, are you? Um, oh, yeah, jeez. You know? Something yeah. really nice about drinking and driving. You know, feel yeah. very free. Well, because or, you know what, you talk like, a lot about ego in your in right. your in your uh, in the in the thing mm-hmm. that I read there. So I mean, ego. It sounds like your life is driven just by ego. You're, Certainly, it you're was. like the doorman guy. You're like, yeah. I'm the coach yeah. of this, and like, you know, I, I deserve I, a drink. Maybe I, I felt like there was a certain amount of that. Like, I, you know, yeah, I, I I've earned this, damn it, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I put in the work, I put in the time, I've, I've, yeah. I've done my, paid my dues, done my, mm-hmm. you know, done my job. This is what I deserve. You know? like what that, was that? What was that? that Don't song? you know who I think I am? Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I love that one. Um. So you uh, you basically lose your second marriage. That was February. Oh, that was fourth. Yeah, okay. that was my second marriage. It, and how long were you guys married? We were we were married. Technically, we're still married. Okay, um, it just hasn't fallen through. Uh, she's Lisa's been great. I mean, you know, I she's kept me on her health insurance and like through all of this. Oh, nice. I lost my job teaching up in Washington. Washington that, State? In the state of Washington. Oh. My my two kids and my ex my wife live up in Washington. Oh. And um, you know, so she kept me on her health insurance mm. to make sure that I would, would you know, so that the father of her kids, you yeah. know, wouldn't, you know, die right. essentially. You know? Right, right. Uh, but you know, we we are dividing things up. We're very amicable. We talk a lot frequently, several times a week about what we're gonna do. You know, something comes up with one of the kids. So it's it's in no way, shape, or form looking at like she probably should have kicked me out ten years ago. Mm. Yeah, but mm. if it were if it were and purely how, based on merit, I would have gotten tossed about ten years ago. Right. And, and how long were you guys together? Uh, we started dating Christmas Eve, like officially dating Christmas Eve, nineteen ninety nine. Okay. Um, and then and then until twenty, 19, yeah, twenty nineteen. Right, right. Okay, so Good that 20 was years. twenty years. So ten, they, you say like the first ten. It should have been the the length of your relationship, and she should have kicked you out pretty much. Then. Certainly, certainly, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, I mean, this. I literally have no idea. I've never gotten a DUI. And oh, okay. I there's somebody looking out for me somewhere because I literally drove drinking ten years straight. Wow. Uh, there wasn't a you were just really good at it yeah. <laughs> I, was, I used to think that I was a better driver when I was drunk That's yeah. the kind of- I, you know and, and <laughs> I certainly I, I mean there's no explaining it like I, yeah, I, I know. all the justifications are yeah. just firing through my head like oh I can do this I'll drive slow I'll pay attention yeah. to this. Yeah. we don't have to understand that I've driven home right. 150 times a, you know a year for whatever you know like, I got this you know um, I, I don't know how it happened I, I- really don't and you 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 have a couple kids with your with your I do I do I I, I guess ex wife I'm going to call her ex wife sure right? okay yeah. yeah for all so, intents and purposes yeah so. so you have a couple kids with with her sure my my eldest is Teddy is graduating this year senior oh, okay my daughter uh, is sophomore okay all right so, so they're so they're kind of like in that later teen stage yes yes very yeah. much so that, that very was. Much so. You have, uh, do you guys, you, are you guys in, are you guys have a good relationship, you and the kids? Uh, Teddy's my hero. Uh-huh. Um, he was the first person to do an intervention on me, even though it didn't stick. Right. Um, I actually have a letter in here I carry from him that he wrote me while I was in my first rehab. Um, when was that? Uh, 
my first inpatient rehab was summer of 20. Okay. Oh, okay. So this is after you got kicked out. Right, right, okay. right. This is pretty close to when you got yeah, sober. Yeah, sober time. So, yes, yeah, yes. So that, he did uh, an intervention with you. But you still had, he did the intervention in 19. Oh, okay. Got Actually, it. I think I misspoke. So I got, what, what year is it, 2022? Yes, 22. <laughs> yeah, yeah. February 4th, 20. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. 19 was when Teddy did the intervention. Got oh, it. okay. So that was a year of promises made and unkept. And you weren't quite ready. I was not. I was not mm. ready until my body basically insisted that I'd be ready. Right. I was. I, thank said, God. I, I thank think God I would have kept going. Enough because I, like, I honestly keep... believe I would have kept going. Yeah. If, if I, if mm. my body literally, I, I mean, I was in full, full progressive organ failure, basically. Yeah. Yeah. At that point. It's bad. So, so, I mean, definitely, I'm hearing the escalation of the disease for yeah. sure. You know, I mean, it's into your second marriage. And I, mean, I mean, your kid's telling you that you need to stop mm-hmm. at this point. So it's obviously all you're drinking around the clock during the second, like probably the, let's highlight the, like the last five years maybe before. Yeah. And then get to maybe like the last couple months before you got sober. Okay. So last five years, I was teaching elementary school up in Washington. Right. And uh, I I'd stopped coaching at that point. Um, not because my, cause Teddy was in going into third grade. He was eight years old mm. and we were living in Washington, but he was eight years old. He'd lived in four States and six houses. Oh, so that's Just, how you ended up leaving was from coaching. I had, I had built in geographical. I mean, like every yeah. time, every time shit got fucking weird, man, it was time to move to a different, different job. Now, that's oh. part of the college coaching thing. It's very Migratory, right? right. Um, <clears throat> until you get that one job where you know you get that get three year, five year sure. contract, you won a national title. You know, right. you got this the level right. of of respect, if you will, within the profession that you no 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 coaches are getting that until much later or much w- without shown proven national level success, which uh, you know is very few and far between. Of course, so you know you, you're in a position for two, three, four years, uh-huh. and it's an at will contract, so they can yeah. fire you because they didn't like the way you wore your hair that day, or you know you smelled like alcohol or whatever, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. whatever whatever purpose they they felt like they needed to do. So that's what was happening. You know, was like, I'd lose this job for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Like I said, alcohol was never the given reason, but it certainly played into my ability to do my job. Right, and I know that. So right. the last five years, you know, uh, you know the paranoia was sticking in, and you know my my. I was convinced my boss that I was doing a crappy job and, you know, like everything, like I was, I was creating this demise that I was living up to and it was a hundred percent. It's like this mind. narrative. You know, yeah. I was building it. I was right. building this end. You know, I, I had built this end game that I was now trying to live up to, Wow. you know, and I was just drinking and I, and I, like I said, I started drinking at work and then yeah. the pandemic hit in and, now there's nobody in the building and nobody's coming within 20 feet of me, much less six feet of me because everybody's so paranoid. So now, yeah. now I can drink whatever I want because now nobody can smell me. Right. You know, and that's if I ever do go to work because half the time or three quarters of the time, we're not going to work. We're right. Just doing, we're televising all of our classes and stuff from home. Yeah. No, oh, man. And uh, or for me from the trailer, um, I actually did a, about a four week stint. For, I was living in my truck for four weeks and I would do my classes from Starbucks. Because oh, wow. I could get Wi-Fi, yeah, and I could plug my stuff back in and charge up my iPad and my phone and wow, and, and do my course classes and and yeah. 
get their papers and do stuff. And I, I was working out of a Starbucks so I could, you know, I'd drink my, I'd have a drink in one end and coffee in another and a Danish in the other and oh, go three, back out, go back out to my truck and, and go back out to my truck. And when, and when I got drunk enough, I'd go lay down in the back, go to sleep. And, and uh, over again. right. And I wound up in, uh, wound up in the hospital again. And, uh, wow. that's when, you know, the shame and guilt and fear and, all of these things just kept me from like digging myself out of this thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I was in the hospital and I, my legs, my ankles were the size of my quads. Wow. Uh, I, there's all of the blood. Cause I, I like to say I went to the back to go to sleep, but sometimes I just fell asleep in the, in the seat. All right. Uh, and I got them. I literally just were the side. Like, it looked like I had volleyballs like stuck in my socks Wow. at my ankles and I couldn't walk. And it felt like I had 45 pound weights, probably quite literally hanging off my feet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I went to the doctor and yeah, you know, he's like, Oh, you got high blood pressure. You're diabetic. You got this. You're, you're, they're like, dude, what are you doing to yourself? Yeah. Like, Nothing. Don't worry about me. <laughs> yeah. You know? But I wound up calling my dad Yeah. and I got the riot act from my dad. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you sleeping in your car? Yeah. Yeah, you know, why aren't you in? If nothing else, go to some crappy ass hotel. Yeah, you know, for yeah. sixty five bucks or sixty bucks a night, and just you know, yeah. You know, so that's what I wound up doing for another four weeks or so, maybe six weeks, until our trailer was ready because the trailer was going to be my answer. You, you, know? you bought you bought a travel trailer. We had one that was being mm. fixed. Oh, which is why I didn't move directly into it. Oh, sorry, I skipped that part. But yeah, you know, so I had this trailer that it was you know when, once I get that everything go back to normal. I'll have a place to live. Right, you know I right. can go go to a trailer park, hook up. I'll have Wi Fi. You know, yeah. this is just this short little period of time where I got this. Right, know, it'll fix itself. Well, not before I've made another visit to the hospital and but i did get the trailer and then moved in there and shortly thereafter wound up in rehab like residential rehab that summer about a month later summer of uh 20 20 okay month of essentially the month of may i think beginning of may to the beginning of june june okay Okay. because i got out of there and i had about a week or two left in school before we went on summer break okay so so that that glorious twenty eight days that insurance is quite convinced is enough. <laughs> it's, oh yeah, they do <laughs> to, to get you. Know, tw- yeah, you're 30, lucky if you get twenty eight days these days. I you know, know. Thir- thirty seven years of addiction will be solved in twenty eight days. days. Oh, I know. There you go. I know. Yeah. I know. It's yeah. it's crazy. So so you so now it's June. Did you, did you go back to school and finish off the year? Well, uh, yeah. Yeah, to, a couple weeks. Right. Or but, couple but, weeks you know, I left. In June. I left that treatment center in Washington on the way home. Bought a bottle of rum. Oh wow! So it really, really seemed like this. Yeah, nice. It worked. Yeah, that twenty. <laughs> you were days. cured. I, you know, I, I, I was sober. I, right. I hadn't had a drink in twenty-eight days. How did that feel? Yeah, were you like, were you withdrawing in the in the place? Like, did you have shakes? Did you were oh, a yeah. shaker in the morning oh, kind oh, of thing? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I'd gotten through all of that. Did they I, monitor I did the two you. Weeks. They monitor you while you. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was on a walker because I couldn't walk wow. because of my legs. Wow. And uh you know, swollen, huh? Yeah, yeah. I could I couldn't really lift my legs, so I had a walker. None of this made me stop drinking. But, but I, mean, the, I bought a freaking bottle of liquor on the way home. By the by the end of that twenty eight days though, you had gotten better. Sure. Yeah, sure. you had drank not, for four weeks. Right. You know? So you're so you're not on a walker at that point, probably. No, no. i you know, I'd gotten to the point where I was doing like three laps a day around the property and you know, okay. I'd, I'd and I was saying and doing everything that everybody wanted to hear. You know? Okay. I I you know it I was still blaming everything that was happening in my life on life and not taking any responsibility for it. Yeah. 
You know, if all she of this wouldn't stuff throw me out, if me, I wouldn't have happened, yeah, if this hit, yeah. they wouldn't have fired me. All this shit's happening to me. Yeah. Not because of me. Right. You know, right, right. You're the and, victim. Right. Absolutely. Right. I was totally the victim still. Yeah. You know, and, that, and so I hadn't fixed that part of the mental illness, you know, the, that is the ism, right? Yeah. So I still had all that going on in my head. And I wasn't ready. I definitely was not ready. I wanted to keep drinking. I wanted to keep being the victim. I want. I, I didn't see. I didn't see any reason not to because my kids weren't talking to me. My wife threw me out. Yeah. Right? You know, like, what, what do I got to lose? Right. What am I? Yeah. Why be sober? What's yeah. the point? So, so yeah. in the next four months, what happens? Oh, I guess you ended up back in the hospital again. I did. I did in in November. Um, I got at my peak. I was drinking at least one. Handle of rum a day. Wow, that's a lot of rum. That's, that's a, a half. Room. That's a half Cap, a gallon. Captain Morgan. Half gallon. Captain Morgan. Uh, no, Bacardi. 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 Yeah. Captain Morgan was a little bit more expensive. Had, oh, it's too sweet. The, hang- too yeah. the hangovers were, were not Nasty. not as fun on those as they were. <laughs> right. So the hangovers are your biggest right. problem. Clearly. Well, I avoided hangovers. I just <laughs> yeah. stayed drunk. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> What's yeah. a hangover? I haven't you had one in sober twenty breath. years. Yeah. So like the uh, last couple months, you're you're drinking a handle a day, like a few months. I'm saying. So you really had es- you even escalated even more in the consumption after that rehab stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Here at this health insurance company, twenty eight days is not enough. And that right. Solve the fucking right, problem. Right. No doubt. Yeah. Um, you need something more than that. Yeah. So you know, and again, I wasn't going back to like I was working, but I didn't have to go on site. I didn't have to do any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So you know, anyway, it it led me back into the hospital again, and then right. that's where I was laying flat on my back. And my cousin Kevin saved my life by basically refusing to let me get out of that second hospital stint. The the really bad, like where I had multiple days. I was in the hospital for eight days the second time. Wow! You know, I had the overnights and the and the check in in the morning and check out at night. I yeah. did that about four or five times. Um, and then the stint right before I went in in May, mm-hmm. I was there for about three, I think three days before right. I, before I transferred to the rehab facility. But this last time I was in there a solid eight and, wow. you know, my yeah. cousin Kevin said, this is it. You know, we're, I'm coming to get you. He lived, he lives here in LA. I'm coming to get you. You're coming back to LA. We're going to take care of you. Enough of this shit. Right. Basically. Right. And, uh, I was like, you know, I kept saying, Okay. Whatever, you know, at first I argued, no, I can do this. I got this. I've learned my lesson, right? You know, bullshit. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, he, he he kept saying, I'm going to come get you. And then he would go, go, when he called me up, when are you getting out? I'm like, I don't know. He's like, stop lying to me. I'm like, I'm not. I'd hand the phone to the doctor. He's like, nope, we haven't cleared him yet. <laughs> yeah. But my blood levels had to get, because I'd lost so much blood. I had to get to a certain, mm. like, platelet levels or something right, like that before right. they would let me go home. Yeah. And so... And then finally, I call the doctor comes in and he says, "You know, you're cleared. You can go home." And I called Kevin. I go, "They cleared me. You can like start driving because it's a two day drive." Yeah, Um, it's sixteen hours, I think. So depending on how much you like driving, it's two day drive. Right. Uh, And he goes, "No, it's no problem. I'm already here." Oh wow! He was already in Washington. Oh, he was waiting for me. He wasn't fucking around. Yeah, he was not. So I tell him, you know, when I when I did my my fourth and my ninth step and yeah. all those things, and I went back and I uh, I thanked him for saving my life, literally, because if he wasn't standing there at that gate as I walked mm. out that door, I don't know what I would have done. Probably bought another bottle of Bacardi. Yeah, you know, I I can't predict what would have happened, but I certainly was not walking out of there a very proud person. Well, yeah, I mean, if you're just you know, going by track record, your track record, you know, Man. that could be your Eskimo they talk about. Um, and uh, yeah, so that I came home and December fourth, 
spent a couple of weeks researching and looking stuff. I was fortunate enough to be able to move in with my parents. I had that safety net, and they uh-huh. took care of me. And I never went anywhere without my parents. I never went anywhere without a family member. What's the sobriety date again? November twelfth. So that that was your last drink. Was before you went to. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Haven't had a drink since. Great. And I drink alcohol since. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, you know, and they moved me into they moved me into Sea Change, which is where I went, and spent ninety ninety one days, whatever December fourth to mm-hmm. May fourth, March fourth mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. And so I just just cleared a year after of having left rehab That's for the so last time, time, hopefully, right? Yeah. Um, I feel pretty good. I mean, you know, it's, it's different now. It's like, I, it's somewhere along the line. I, I wound up people, you know, like, how do you know? I was like, I wake up and I know I'm going to bed sober tonight. You know, it's just a, it's beautiful. It's a wonderful feeling. You know, like, I don't know when I crossed that threshold. I know, I don't know when I got to the other side. At some point I just realized it. So, no. so, like, what has your journey like been in recovery? How is that? How do how do you keep that spiritual, or how do how do you keep that mindset? Um, the biggest uh, the, the the biggest thing for me is I, I had to you know that power greater than myself. Like oh, yeah. I struggled with that. You know the the God talk or the what have you. Everybody has their different version of it. And I was in a meeting last summer in San Diego shortly before I went on actually the same trip where I went on that first Malahini trip. Um, hope we get to that in a minute. Uh, and this guy had 38 years or something like that. And his father had just passed away and he was clearing out his house and his dad was a lawyer and he had one of those giant, probably as big as this table, you know, it was this giant law desk with all the drawers and the big, you know, mahogany table and all of this. And he's like, he got all of the stuff out of the house, but he couldn't move that desk. Right. And so he had to call like six or seven friends right. to come help him move the desk. Wow. And big, you know, he's got desk. all these years in yeah, and he yeah, said, yeah. And, he, and at that point he said, that's when I realized that you can create a power greater than yourself. Right. Because by himself, there's no way he gets that job done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But by calling his friends yeah. and gathering a group of people, he had created literally and figuratively created a power greater than himself to get the job done. So that's kind of what I consider AA, and that's what I consider my higher power, my power greater than myself. I have to enlist this community ah. of people to keep me strong, to always have that one person to lead. You go like have with the whole person. group of drunks thing, the acronym? Kind of. But yeah, I mean, it's, for me, it's more like yeah, I, it, that helped me shed the shame, too, because right. I would never be, I'd never be ashamed to call you and say, hey, dude, can you help me move? I can't do this by myself. Sure. You know? right. So that shame and that guilt, that kind of sheds a little bit of that away for me, uh-huh. which is a big deal for me. And it allows me to go, okay. This is a team sport. Sobriety is a team sport for me. I've got to be able oh. to call on people to help me get my job, get to stay sober today. I have to have people around me that are going to help me. In this I love venture. that because yeah, I mean that that's a big part of your life is team sports, and so yeah. being able to, to to make that 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 association between the two is like huge because then you're like, okay, now it all makes sense to me. You know, what right? I mean? When I when I got when it became a solo sport, I, I was really bad, or I was very good, depending mm-hmm. on how you want it, depending on what measure you're using. What's your matrix? <laughs> yeah. I was either really fucking good at it, or I was really bad at it. Whatever yeah. you want to do, right? Whatever ends you up in the hospital, I was that. Yeah. Um, but you know, the sobriety thing for me, I have to have people around me. I have to have people that understand me, that talk my language, that yeah, yeah, did, like this morning, speak was, the language of the heart. They say, right, right. Yeah. You know, what happened this morning? When I went golfing, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, I go golfing with the tw- with some twelve step buddies, and that's kind of like my Sunday meeting. That's know? so yeah. cool. 
a.m. It used to be the before the sun was up, but now with daylight savings time, we get a little bit of sunshine in the morning. That's, That's beautiful. Cool. Yeah. Watch the sun come up. It's very yeah. nice. 7, 7.30, we're on the lakes, yeah. you know, knocking it around, chasing a ball around the field, cussing at it. Yeah. Where do you where do you, you live in this area now? Where do you live now? I live in I live in West LA by Santa Monica Airport. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So today we actually we were fortunate we got on Rancho. We played the back nine at Rancho, which is a great course. Very cool. So, that so was nice. So now like tell me some of the exciting stuff you're doing in your recovery. Um so getting to last summer, you know, I got out of rehab and I got on uh I, I, I hit a wall. You yeah. know, it, 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 so this is kind of this You're sober is my, like five, six months at that point. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, this is uh the the book that I'm working on now called The Next Best Step. Uh it's about that like, okay, I'm sober. Now what? Yeah. Right. I mean, I got to a point where I was just fucking bored. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to meetings four or five days a week. I was eating crappy donuts and drinking bad coffee and smelling people's cigarettes and all of this other stuff. And I wasn't in any, I wasn't in, I really didn't fear relapse. Right. Other than the fact I feared it maybe out of boredom. Like, right. I'd like, you know, Which I, happens all the time. Right. I said yeah. to myself, look, right. if this is sobriety, this sucks. If this is what the rest of my life is going to be like, this is awful. I don't like this. Right. Um, yeah. So I had to change something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I talked to my therapist and I said, I'm going to go on this fishing trip. I'm right. going to go because I grew up, but my dad and I fished all the time. It's very fond memories. And as an adult, I had a, quite a few memories of getting on a boat and drinking at 530 in the morning and not finishing drinking until 530 at night, you know? Sure. Right. But, you know, I, I was very confident that it was something I needed. I needed the salt air and the wind and all of this stuff. So I, you know, against therapeutic advice, hopped on, I, I booked, I went on online and I booked this trip on this boat out of San Diego for one day for deep sea fishing. And I'm sitting in the galley, and this guy walks in right on cue. It's me, 10 years ago, going, give me a beer. It's 5.30 in the morning. Yeah, yeah. And he has the galley hand, you know, estimate how many beers are on board to see if, like, he and his buddies are going to be able to turn it up to whatever level they want to turn it up that day. And after he leaves, I said to Nick, who's the galley hand, I said, well, you can chop down the number of people drinking by one because this is my six-month present to myself. You know, I'm sober. Mm-hmm. And it turns out Nick said, well, you know, you're on the right boat because I got five years sober. The deckhands got three years sober. And the guy that owns the boat's been sober 20 years. Wow. So cool, right? And it was just like this, whoa. Yeah, yeah. uh, I struggled with the decision. My therapist thought I was an idiot. I don't know about that. She might still think I'm an idiot. But (laughs) I got got on the boat, and here I am. I'm in this, like, little cradle of sobriety. And and I felt safe instantly, you know. And I had a great day fishing. I caught an 85-pound bluefin. And uh, and so I, I basically, as I stepped off the boat, I'm like, how do I get back on it? You know, and so I booked another trip a month later. And 85, wait. So 85, 85 pound. fucking pound bluefin tuna. tuna? Yeah. yeah. It's a big you, sucker. It was the second. It? It was did, you make, did, you make, second did you make bluefin tuna for everybody? Second smallest bluefin caught on the boat that day. Dude, there was a, he says pictures. I'll show you pounder. afterwards. What'd you do with it? I cut it up. We had sushi. We oh, had, yeah. For uh, days, I mean, right? Yeah. Yeah. I called everybody I knew and said, come get some fish. Come get some fish. That's the best. I had that last. It's so good. And uh, wow. yeah, I mean, That's amazing. Everybody, everybody I knew went home with three, four steaks of tuna. Wow. wow. Uh, I mean, I came home with six, 50, 50 pounds of fish. Jesus. <laughs> you, freeze, you froze a lot of it, right? Well, no, no. I, actually, we didn't freeze that much because I had a lot of friends that liked tuna. Yeah. They showed up. And, Especially yeah. bluefin is super good. Right, right. And yeah. like I said, we had sushi night you know, mm-hmm. the day I got back. and Damn, that's you know, nice. 
So I, I book again on this boat, which is the Malahini, by the way, out of San Diego. And, um, and I'm going, but I had to go through, uh, a guy had chartered the boat called uh, Friedman Adventures had chartered this boat. And so I'm like, okay, so I go to his website and I pay my money and I'm, I'm like, I, cause I want to be on this boat. And that's specifically why I'm doing this. And I get back on the boat and a little bit more detail to the story is I'm sitting in the galley and, and Nick says, Hey, do you want to do a, you know, cause Nick's the galley and he's like, he knows that I'm so he's like, Hey, do you want to do a little meeting on the boat while we're driving out? Mm. I go, sure, man, that sounds great. And he goes, okay, it's going to be me and you and Phil. And he rattles off a couple of other names. And I'm like, okay, great. And then in my mind, I'm thinking, if Bill is Bill's the owner of the boat. I said, if Bill's in the meeting, who's driving the boat? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some drunk guy. Uh, right. <laughs> right. The guy that's drunk drinking at five Right. Well, I'll take care of it. <laughs> and so, but it turned out it wasn't Bill, it was Phil. So the guy that was running the adventure mm. that had booked the boat was also sober, had been sober 10 years. Nice. Oh, so this man. is back to back trips with just this. I don't think like, that's by of, accident, right? No. And so, and, and I was telling Dean earlier, that's when 24 more was, that's, that's when the brainchild, that's when the lightning struck. That's when it became a thing. All right. It, tell, you know, tell our audience about 24, 24 more. Yeah, 24 more is about, you know, it's, it's, a it's essentially an event planning company for, to design events around sobriety. Cool. Going fishing, going playing like golf tournaments and going hiking and walking and Harley rides and Soft, bike rides. Softball teams? Softball Soft. tournaments. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, literally, it, literally anything you can imagine where people get together outside and do something physical. That's great. You know, and the goal is to get out and do things. You know, I grew up in that area where you left the house in the morning. You didn't come home until the, until the streetlights came on. Yeah. You know, we weren't yeah. playing Nintendo and this and that. And yeah. That, yeah. You know? So. That's what I needed. And I and right. I was sitting on that boat doing this meeting with people on a deck and I said, There's gotta be more people like me that wanna yeah. do this in sobriety. They don't you know, they wanna do a meeting on the deck of a boat while they're getting ready to go fishing. That's and a good point because refresh yeah. that soul and that. I mean a lot of spirit. us come in into sobriety. I mean my, from my experience, I came in, I'm like well, not my life's over, but like, what am I going to do now? Because yeah. all the time I used to spend was either getting loaded or trying to get loaded or, you know, whatever. Like, what do I do with yeah. all my time? And so I, I would read literature like Living Sober, but having mm-hmm. something like this is really cool. Yeah. I, because people, especially younger, I mean, younger and older, but younger, especially like get plugged into like some activities. Like yeah. there's a lot of shit going on that people are doing it's, sober. It's, like It's funny, you know, you I know? because I, I was, I, I went to, as I said many times before, I, I went to prison at 18 months and two days. Yeah. Uh, Three days, eighteen months and three days. I checked in the prison, and um, and like you know, but I, and I think in, in a lot of ways it helped me because I connected to I connected to reading, I connected to exercise, I connected to softball. Mm-hmm. You know, I did a, I did a lot of activities in there, and I've kind of caught I caught that kid that that forgot about all that fun that used to have doing sports and and oh, being yeah. physical. You know what I mean? And so when I came out and I got my first job as as a counselor. Man, I was right into that that softball team weekly. PRC, yeah, at PRC for three three and a half years. I, I was I going there weekly, you know. And then I did the volleyball at the at the second place I was at for a couple years, and yeah, you know. And so, I, and then I did karaoke too, and that's another type of event because right. the people are coming out and they're doing something sober that they're not used to doing, especially it, karaoke. Right? Yeah, yeah, and it, it kind of reinvigorates yeah. you. Kind of is like, oh shit, I can do this stuff and have fun, and it's it's yeah, a dude. and I don't know, it kind of builds it builds. Something. I, I got into playing pool, like, like with my, like not everybody. I'm not running a team was sober, but like with like a guy that was sober as well. And right. 
You know, that's always something people do when they're drinking, right? At yeah. like bars and stuff. I was playing at bars, but playing sober. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's right. available. Like yeah. you can do anything sober and still have fun. Like, but it's cool. I, I love the idea of. of I love Greg's idea of just is yeah. coming up, coming together, and bringing the sober community together for these events. You know, what I mean, that, that's that's an amazing. I think concept. especially. Um, Especially lately, because everything is like the last couple of years transferred to Zoom. Now that we're coming right. out of Zoom, it seems right. like this is really going to be a great thing. I boom think. time. I'm crossing my fingers that boom, you know the, the, the dovetail end of this pandemic thing is like kind of going to be going to be a good catalyst. I was supposed to, to go to this men's it. retreat right before lockdown. Like I was planning on going, and then they had to cancel it. And yeah. there's this group of guys that go out for like a few days up into a, and they camp, and they have like they alternate chores and duties, and it's just a way to get spiritually connected. Right. And, uh, right. They yeah. got shut down. But now right. that that's coming to an end, it seems like there might be there. There's another excellent. one next month that I'll I'll, I'll tell you about. After the show. <laughs> anyway, so uh, right. so yeah, so you yeah. you started yeah. doing this and and yeah, now we got our first two trips. Uh, June twenty second, we are setting sail for the first time on the Malahini. Okay, out of San Diego. Twenty uh, four more dot com. You can. Go on there and book book a. Is twenty four just like spelled out? No, I'm sorry. The number, the word twenty, uh-huh. the number four. Okay. The word more dot com. Okay. So twenty four more dot com. Got it. And we got a link on there to reserve your spot. We're shutting it down at thirty mm-hmm. riders. Right. Right. Um, to make sure that it's a sixty eight foot boat, we're only going to take thirty people to make sure everybody has you plenty know, of room, plenty of room to fish, and we can you know have a good circle of uh, uh, of activity around. Now is this all like an all, an all uh, all all male thing or no mixed, no mixed? no oh, cool. it's absolutely it's 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 you know it's not an NA thing it's not an A thing oh, okay. it's cross fellowship. And cross gender, uh, cross gender, everything. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> okay. if you if you if you want a sober experience on the water and and fishing and yeah. and you know going to meet have a meeting or two, one on the way out, sell out, the, sell out, just sell out, kind of deep out. In the uh, it's going to be your passports are going to be required. We're probably going to hit the Coronado Islands, which is actually in Mexican waters. Oh, okay. So you'll need to have a passport. Um, oh, all cool. visas and that kind of stuff will be provided in the cost of the trip. So mm-hmm. you won't have to get your Mexican fishing license or your right. visa or any of that kind of stuff. That's all included. Okay. Um, the only thing that's not included is if you need a rod and reel or tackle of any kind um, or and any food. You can buy food on the boat or you can bring something with you. Okay. Um, so food and water and whatever tackle. You, and beer, right? Beer. Well, <laughs> everybody's, we, pl- everybody's we'll, planning to relax we'll throw a on this big, We'll throw a big hook in your back and throw you off the backside. <laughs> yeah, we'll use you to fish. Um, yeah. But, Feed yeah, I mean, sharks. you know, that's, that's the idea. Beer. Never, yeah, who's going to buy the beer? Yeah, okay, we, we have our second trip on uh, July 11th. So oh. those are the two that we have booked right now. That's so awesome, we're trying man. To, trying to, you know, get and our so, feet wet and see so you start the pun. You're starting with the fishing trips, and then you're gonna you're, you're yeah. gonna kind of spread out and in, into other events as as you go. Right, I'm looking at golf in the fall. Ooh. Uh, Southern California, I think, is something we can probably manage to do that year round. I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, want to do. I, I really want to do a Harley ride, like maybe up one or something, you know. And, oh, that'd be and, oh, and the cool. big sur and all that. Yeah, just get on, get get the wind in our hair. And I mean, there's a lot of there's you already a lot of groups together that are that are sober riders, you know. Yeah, cool. yeah. and uh, and 
you know, like you said, softball tournaments, volleyball tournaments, you know, just it's Gym. any anything that you can imagine where people come together and do something together that's active. Right. That's really what our what our I like goal the active is part of it. You know, that, yeah. the, that that's one of the key components. I like that's not a video game tournament or something like you sit on your ass and just do <laughs> Jesus, getting outside, terrible. getting outside feels good. Get oh, those endorphins going. Get some vitamin I D. I like I love the idea of a volleyball because I haven't really got played volleyball since I left that that other place. Yeah. And, I, and I've dropped weight since then. I'm like, like, oh, I'd even be better now, probably. Dude. Or, or not, or be worse. One of the Epic. two. I'm older now, too. So, right. yeah. 24 more.com. That's is. 20, the word, the, 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 the number four, and then more.com. Not, so, not more, M O O R E. M O R. Just, just, just one O. M O R E. Yeah, M O R E. Just one O in there, guys. Absolutely. So, um, so yeah, up. like, uh, are you. Are, and so, like, you're just kind of starting this company now. This is, like, in the last few months you kind of put this together? You know, the, the brainchild was last summer, and then I kind of kicked things around and tried to figure out what the process was yeah. and all that stuff. But, yeah, I mean, start about New Year's or so, really started in earnest. Okay. Really starting to kind of get the details put together. What would it cost? What's the down payments? You know, those kinds of – all the stuff nobody really wants to hear about. Right. Okay. Right? Right. Putting something like this together. Yeah. Um, How are you yeah. advertising it? Uh, we're going to be dropping stuff on Meetup and some oh, of those okay. other places. Going to go to a I lot know, of I Southern California. I know a podcast looking for, for a sponsor. But I <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm looking for shameless plugs, which I think I've done a couple of times. Um, That's good. But uh, yeah, you know, so a couple of those Facebook uh, pages where people are gathering and okay, you know, and so yeah. I'm I'm open to any and everything. This is all new for me. I mean, I'm only 16 months sober, as yeah. much as I'm you know four months into a into this this gig mm-hmm. as a business. Yeah. Man. You're, I like you're, the fire, man. I like the fire. I like you coming in with a lot of ideas because yeah. you're totally a coach, you know? though. At heart, I can see it. You Absolutely. know what I mean? It's like you're you you have like this objective, and you're like, okay, what are some mm-hmm. of the things that we can do to come together? You know, I love that. I love that. And, and we just had a coach on here, a couple a couple yeah. football coach on here a, a few weeks ago, and uh, he he's the same same kind. Kind of type of personality very like you know some difference makes some yeah because because yeah. there's plenty of us in the rooms that just come in and just 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 become members of aa and that's or should we say that we've already said aa have we said aa so i mean any edit it out later a, yeah any, become a, any a, member a, of any program whatever right. the fuck you're into and right and they, they, that's all they are they don't like contribute into anything with like general service or like right. great events Right. Uh, step workshops like I, I always admired that like, yeah anybody that takes it to the next level and like i said it's not affiliated with any of those programs no but no. It, it gives them a channel directly to the program almost in a right. way right i yeah. would honestly rather there be yeah. multiple different uh affiliations or, or uh, uh fellowships there because I, yeah. I i mean i don't see what any of us has not to learn from another person Absolutely. yeah sure you know what i mean yeah. we, we all we all have all the a. sickness of the mind right yeah, yeah. of course it all, it's all the same yeah you know, we just chose a different way to to, to yeah. muffle it to mute it right yeah. exactly um you know some people have a different drug of drug of no choices i like to say because <laughs> once i start using it it's over i no longer have a choice yeah right um you know it it's mine happened to be alcohol yeah, some people true. choose something else, and, and all, a, and all a, and all a, man. Yeah, I mean, whatever your thing is. Yeah, I love that. And, it's all in recovery. You know, like in going and doing these. That's the beauty of these things. Going and doing events with people. That's part of the the great thing about meetings. Going to meetings, meeting people that are like on the same path as you. But like going to an event where it's a sober event. It's also like volleyball or fishing or whatever mm-hmm. it is. I mean, you're really you got a couple of things in common now with somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're going to connect to people even further, which yeah, you know is what we need really. In there's sobriety. only a few things that like. 
those organizations actually do like the conventions and stuff, but there's not yeah. much like yeah. they don't have a lot of like big things really. Right. Right. It's up right. to the individual like communities of people to, to step it up. Yeah. I just think it's really cool. Yeah. I also sure. like, I also like, I also like being active too. So it's kind of like, it goes hand in hand. So right. if you yeah. like sports and even if you don't like sports, right. Fuck it. One of the greatest things I've, I've experienced in this is that in this being addiction is, you know, you walk into the rooms and everything gets dropped at the door. Yeah. You, know, you don't come you don't come through the door with the color of your skin, you don't come with a political affiliation, you don't come even sometimes with a gender, right? Yeah, yeah. You just walk in that room and we have this affliction that we all share. Yeah. And that is our focal point. That's what we work on together. You yeah. Know? And then as we as we leave that room, we pick our baggage back up on the way out. Yeah. Uh, you know, cuz the the bag that we're carrying in that room is so much bigger than anything we walked in with, you know. Mm. And so I I just I love it that we can all walk in there and that it's just you don't have to deal with that bullshit that is life sometimes right you know and it's just we can focus on what we have in common sure and uh yeah it's great that that's that's the i mean if you have to pick the silver lining in the really shitty gray cloud right getting to be be in a room where where all of that stuff goes away you can just have a good honest conversation about how to make ourselves better let's get into our two questions oh i know i was just gonna hit him up yeah so we we hit hit everybody up with a couple questions at the end of our podcast and so the first one is usually comes from me but i think you talked about it already but i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna see. Yeah. I want to verify if this is true. So I always ask, uh, what was that one spiritual experience? Did, did uh, have you had one, and and wh- wh- what was it? Or maybe it still gives you gives you like the goosebumps when you think about it. Sometimes um, I think definitely that experience on the boat. Yeah, I mean, I I, yeah. I don't. I there's nothing like I said. I wasn't a real big God guy, you know. And, yeah. and people talk God shot, and, and like that's a, a term that's thrown around. And I. I don't know how else to explain it. I don't right. know how to, yeah. like, in all of the, just the the millions of different ways that things could have worked out, all yeah. the different boats, the different docks, yeah. different harbors. I could have found thousands of different places to be at that one moment. Yeah. And there I was with, you know, three sober people manning a ship that I found myself on at a time when I needed it. Right. It wasn't so much that I found myself there like today, like today. I'm like, no, I don't need that right now. I'm not bored. I don't, I don't feel like I'm struggling in my sobriety or anything like that. Like, you know, obviously I could always use a little help. Right. But right. at that moment I needed something. And when I needed it, it presented itself to me. And it so was right cool. there. Yeah. That's yeah. what I thought. When, when you told me about that, I was like, okay, that, that kind of fills that question, I think. But right. you never know. Sometimes you have a different one. Yeah. You want to ask him the second one? Yeah. Um, if you had to give, um, a piece of advice to any newcomer. So, so specifically someone probably, let's just say maybe in the first 30 days, um, one piece of advice or just some, an experience that you, that would translate into some sort of advice to them. What would it be? Um, I think the, 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 one of the things that I struggled with the most was really just, Getting rid of, like, we've talked about it a little bit here on the show, is my ego. Sure. Um, Stop looking around. For me, I had to stop looking around the room and trying to figure out how all of this, how could I make all of this work for me? The most important thing I did was let go and let it it be Mm -hmm. and experience it and Mm -hmm. absorb it. And stop trying to mold it into something that I needed to use. Mm-hmm. I tried to like have this clay that I was figuring out how to shape it. Instead of once I stopped doing that, yeah. and I just sat in the room yeah. and I listened, and I allowed just the message to just come in all the different forms and ways that it comes in that room. 
things got better. I yeah. love it. You know, and that was the biggest thing for me, getting getting out of my own way. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Let it happen. Yeah. That's advice for ongoing, even after the first 30 days, everybody. That's advice <laughs> oh, yeah. for all of your, your whole life. But totally. But I, I mean, because a lot of times cool. early on, you're you're blocking a lot of that stuff. Totally. So, yeah, I get it. I get it. That's, really that's a great awesome. example because I oh, I like how you described that. Yeah, me too. Me too. Hey, uh, we're at we're at a minute. I mean, we're at an hour ten right now. So sure. we probably went a little bit over, but it was well uh, worth it. Right. I, I, mean, I tend to be verbose. I apologize. I, no, it was no. an amazing conversation. I feel great. like we got some really good, really good pieces of stuff uh, to to share with. We our do audience. this every week, by the way. We always go over an hour. It never actually happens. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I think it's twice fine. we haven't, but that's it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah it's, it's fifty-eight totally shows. So <laughs> anyway, it was great, man. Yeah, it was it was great having you on, Greg. Yeah, you know, yeah. uh, hopefully, I, I, I want to. I definitely want to uh, uh, maybe you know look into booking something you know for for us here in, in the near future. So I'm, I'm I'll keep your your website, uh, which is twenty the word twenty the number four and more dot com. Correct. Uh, I'm going to keep that in my uh, in my. Uh, what do you yeah. call it? What is it? Uh, you, you could be the third person to click on it. And maybe you call your mom. Maybe she'll be the fourth. fourth right. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> no, maybe mom, come be, on. Keep us the theme. You can maybe be our next sponsor. <laughs> oh, yeah. There we go. We got hey, you know, we get we get both these trips booked up. I might have. I might be able to pay my rent and oh, have those all the Nice. <laughs> That's awesome, man. All right. Uh, Thanks Greg. again for coming on, yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. I, I really, it. I really, I really appreciate what you do. Congrats on the uh, the sixteen months, yeah, you know, and Thank it only you. gets sweeter from here, man. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I keep. That's what I keep t- saying, man. The, the further you get into this program, the the, the better the fruits. So. I'll just say that you've heard about the pink cloud. I've heard, I have heard that whole about thing. It. It's yeah. bullshit. So why ever leave? Stay on the cloud. There's no, <laughs> yeah, fuss, right. there's no right. such thing. Right. So, For sure. No reason to leave. That's right. Stay on that cloud. That's right. All right. Right, let's, well, let's finish this off. What yeah, do we got? We're on we're on Instagram. Uh, IG terminally underscore unique underscore podcast, not slashes, not dashes, just underscores, just underscore. They just you know what? They're way. cooler. They look cooler that way. They look better. Yeah, they're, everything's just better about them. Yeah, exactly. We're on Snapchat. No, we're not on Snapchat. It requires you to hit the shift button, I think, when you're shift? doing it. Yeah, uh, when you're on a keyboard, you get so you get a little extra work. Uh, we want to make it a little more challenging. Yeah, that's for right, our listeners. <laughs> and then we got to go to the, the terminally yeah, unique yeah. podcast. On Facebook, a Facebook fan page. Go and like us, and yes. uh, and yes. we, you can actually listen to podcasts right through Facebook nowadays. We're we're getting we're getting really high yeah, highly we're, we're technology. On Apple, we're on Apple, Spotify, every major platform, Amazon, right, right. Um, Google, yeah, uh, Podcast Addict, blah, podcast blah, 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 blah. every one you think of. Yeah, we're fill on in there. the fill in the blank and we, download the episodes, guys. Please continue to rate the episodes. Tell your friends if they're if they're in recovery and they want us an extra avenue of uh, of a great message. Uh, let them know about it and let Spread Inspector Dre know how great we are. Yeah, yeah. Go get your hair fucking cut if you have hair. Yeah, I know. And do it. Get a you know, fade get a nice, or whatever. Nice, he's a great barber and he's yeah. a great like therapist. Yeah, if you if, like, a if, barber if, if you got a great beard and maybe no hair, that's yeah. okay. Get yeah. up there, get a fucking. You're beard. gonna have some beard hair trim. somewhere in your body. That'll make a, a lot more cut. sense when they see the picture. <laughs> 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 I got plenty of hair in my head. I couldn't grow a beard and save my life. So it's like switched it over. So anyway. Anyway, all right. Well, we love you. We love you, Greg. Thanks, guys. Uh, love, love, love you, you too. Love, love you, man. Love you, Lucas. Love you. I love no. you probably a little bit more. Wow. Always with a. You, but not it's always much, a competition. But not as much as Amanda loves you and Abba oh, loves me. Abba loves you definitely yes, for does. sure. Someone's got to love you. We love them both. <laughs> we love we both both women in our lives. Yeah. You know? I know. I know. Both they're a really couple great. amazing. We're just gonna and they're huge supporters of the podcast. Thank yeah, you, thank you, ladies. That's the fourth and fifth listener. <laughs> all right yeah. so 
All right. Till next week. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.